children, both boys. And as the family expanded, the little home they lived in became cramped, and the children were all having to share rooms, and there was just stuff everywhere. Tia was older, and she had always enjoyed her own space and quiet time to herself so she would often stay over at her grandparents' house to get away from the chaos of her own home. She had her own bedroom at their house, and her grandparents even had a PlayStation that she loved to play, so she really enjoyed being at their house. She would sleep over there often, Tia's grandma worked graveyard shifts a lot, so a lot of the time when Tia would be spending the night at her grandparents' house, it would just be Tia and Stuart at the home. But this wasn't concerning to anyone. Tia loved her grandfather. So, for her 12th birthday, her mom and grandma had decided that they would have this girl celebration, and they told Tia she could pick one friend to invite to join in on the festivities. But instead of picking a friend from school, Tia said she wanted to have her grandfather join them as well. So you can kind of see how much Tia adored Stuart. On August 1st, 2012, Tia, without asking her mother, texts her grandparents. Now Christine and Stuart shared a cell phone, so she texts them and asks if she can sleep over at their house for a few days. So Stuart gets this text, and instead of texting Tia back, he texts her mom and just says, Look, Tia wants to come here for a few days. It's totally fine with us. Christine will be working the next few nights, but she is totally welcome to come stay here. I'll be home. Tia was super excited to spend a few days at her grandparents' house, so she goes right to her bedroom and begins packing all of the stuff that she needed to take with her. The next day, on August 2nd, Natalie drops Tia off at the tram. So, whenever she would go to her grandparents' house, her mother would take her and make sure that she got onto the tram safely. And then Stuart or Christine would pick her up on the other side when she got off. So, on this day, Stuart picks up Tia from the tram, and the two of them run some errands, they go grocery shopping, and then they go back to their house and just kind of hang out. Christine called from work 
Clue 
she was going to meet her friend, so it seemed likely that she would have wanted to take her cell phone with her so she could text or call her friend when they, like, were gonna meet up so they could kind of meet up at the same place at the same time. It's also possible that Tia and her friend had already planned a specific time and location to meet, but it just seemed weird that she didn't take her phone with her. By the next day, the missing girl became national news. Her mother and grandparents were spearheading the search for Tia. They had made t-shirts with her picture on them, they had posters and banners, and they had organized search parties to go out and look for Tia. Four days went by, and there was no sign of Tia Sharp. Her uncle did this press conference, pleading for Tia's safe return. There were hundreds of sightings of Tia that were reported in the first few days of her disappearance. Police followed up on these tips, but none of them ended up being Tia. Over a hundred hours of CCTV footage was collected from all over by her grandparents' home, the route she had traveled to get to Croydon, shopping centers and buses and trams, and there was literally no sign of Tia on any of this footage. The last CCTV footage that they could find of Tia was on August 2nd, where she is seen getting off a tram meeting Stuart. After that, she was never picked up by CCTV again. Police did believe that she had left her house on August 3rd because both Stuart and his neighbor had told investigators that she had left. As with all missing children cases, police must look into the case being a possible kidnapping, a runaway case, and they have to rule out the family. The police are very aware that in these types of cases, family members are often involved, and at this point, police don't really have much to go on. So they decide to search Tia's grandparents' house again, as this was her last known location. This time, police bring in cadaver dogs. But once again, police come up empty-handed. There is no sign of Tia, and the dogs don't pick up any traces of human remains. There was nothing in the home to suggest that something suspicious had happened. Stuart Hazel began to get very 
Christine stays in bed a bit longer 
Decision was made to not allow Tia's mother to view 
cause of death was never able to be determined. It was believed that she had been smothered or suffocated, but that was just a theory. There's no evidence. While searching Stuart and Christine's home, police find Tia's clothes in the same loft in a separate bag, and Tia's glasses were also found, but they had been broken. All of the stuff had been hidden in the same loft where the remains were found. Police also found some other evidence hidden around the home. They found an SD card that had been pushed into a door frame on the front door of the home. So someone had definitely tried to hide this SD card by pushing it into the frame. So the card was collected as evidence. Police quickly became convinced that this murder had a sexual aspect to it. Investigators did a thorough search on Stewart's computer, where they found that he regularly searched for incest and pedophile pornography. There was this clear pattern of inappropriate sexual fixation on young girls. The very last photo that was recovered from the SD card was of Tia Sharp, and forensics have determined that because of the skin tone and the way the blood appeared to have been already pooling, this photo was taken post-mortem. I am not going to go into detail about this picture, but it was of a sexual nature. Almost a year after Tia's murder, Stewart's trial begins. Stewart pled not guilty. And I just want to note right here that during the entire trial, he refused to look at Christine or Natalie. The images recovered from the SD card were shown in court, and several people, including Tia's mother, had to leave the courtroom when these photos were shown. Having to see what this man, who was like a grandpa to Tia, had done to her body after he killed her, was awful, and it was emotional to every single person in that courtroom. A few days into the trial, Stewart changes his plea to guilty. Investigators believe the night Tia Sharp was murdered, her grandfather was extremely drunk and began trying to come on to the little girl. And when she denied these advances, and knowing Tia, knowing how outspoken she was, it is believed she told him she was going to call her mom and tell her what was happening. So he killed her. On May 14th, he was sentenced to life in prison with a minimum of 38 years. He will be 75 years old before he is eligible 
arrested and sentenced to five years in prison for wasting investigators' time and impeding an investigation. It is unknown why he came forward and backed up Stewart's story of seeing Tia leave the house that day, unless he just somehow wanted to insert himself into the investigation. Police had initially concentrated their efforts for searching for Tia outside the house, so this really did cause a problem in the investigation. That is the story of the Tia Sharp murder. Thank you guys so much for joining me. I will be back next week. See you guys next time.